This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. G'day everybody and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is from across the ditch and if you don't know what that means because you're an international listener, that simply means he's a Kiwi. He's in New Zealand. I'm speaking with Stefan Korn, who's the CEO of Creative HQ and also does a fair bit of angel investing on the side as well, separate to that. So mate, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Stefan. Thank you so much for your time. Kia ora and it's awesome to be on the show. Thanks heaps. There we go. There's the Kiwi coming out. So listen, mate, um, if we could just start with a bit of an introduction as to what you're, you've done in the past, because you know, for most people, when they hear of an angel investor, there's usually a fairly interesting story in how they become one in itself. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let your listeners be the judge, but um, so I actually come from the corporate world. Uh, I used to work for large companies like Oracle and Sheila Packard and all of those. Um, and actually how I became an angel investor is um, I was fed up of that corporate world. Um, but the one thing that is nice when you're in the corporate world is every now and then you get stock options. And um, I basically lucked out. I was uh, at, the, at Oracle at the right time uh, and got my hands on some stock options. And when I left, um, they were kind enough to let me keep them. And uh, I cashed out basically and then thought, right. The corporate world's probably not for me, but I really like the sound of the startup world. So um, basically just took, took the money and, and, and started investing um, and then quickly realized that uh, the other thing is true about the startup world is, um, you know, uh, learning uh, to invest in the startup world is very expensive. So <laughs> I then uh, re- pretty much uh, lost most of the, the money I made from the stock options um, with my investments in the startup world. But as we say, um, I learned a lot. Fair enough. And I mean, that's the thing is, you know, a lot of, especially coming from corporate um, and diving into the startup world, it's a really, it's a big shift because, you know, in in corporate, a lot of the time, a lot of these companies, they're they're like big cruise ships. They they take a long time to turn and they're all very strategic and they're all very department driven. and, And, you know, you've got to go through a certain set of things to make something change. Whereas in the startup world, I mean, it can happen within 24 hours. It can happen within an hour. The whole company changes its shift. How have you found that um, to be a completely, you know, almost polar opposite of what the corporate world is? Have you been able to adapt very, very quickly? Or is that the whole point of what, um, you know, what you're doing with Creative HQ is, is to help to teach others and be there for others uh, in that sort of um, hub environment to try and help them progress and understand what's coming? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the corporate world and the startup world is, is very different, as you said. Um, so personally, I, I didn't find that shift um, particularly difficult. And maybe it's because um, I, I wasn't really a great fit for the, for the corporate world. Um, what was really different in the startup world um, 
is basically figuring out how do you separate the good ideas from the truly great ideas because um you know um getting rid of the you know the startups and the entrepreneurs and the the ideas that um are obviously not going to work that's easy everyone can do that but it's the ones that sound great and look great um where you go huh how do we distinguish that from you know um those companies that just sort of idle along don't never do anything to the ones that really take off so that that's the the magic and the and the art and the science of of um uh, in angel investment and a lot of the startup world and so at creative hq what we do a lot is actually just entrepreneurial upskilling um where new zealand is very different from say startup ecosystems in the us is that our entrepreneurs by and large have got a sort of lower organic skill and capability base to entrepreneurs in the US and there's probably lots of reasons for it but it's just matter of fact and so what we found is if we were to use a similar model to how the startup ecosystem works in the US we'd end up with very few success stories and for that reason creative hq provides a whole lot of upskilling um training um of entrepreneurs and key thing about upskilling and training in the in the startup world is that it's all immersive and experiential i mean we can we can all read you know the lean startup books and um you know design thinking and watch all the videos but at the end of the day what makes the biggest difference is when you apply that knowledge and when you work with potential customers in practice and you know understand how what you know how your solution that you're putting together will fit their needs and and so, so that's a lot of what we do at creative hq and how long have you been around for how long has, has creative hq been around for i should say creative hq has actually been around for for quite a while now for 16 years um we're celebrating our 16th birthday in a, in a couple of weeks and we started out as a, sort of a bog standard incubator um back in the day and that it was set up by the city council when they believed that um incubators are a great way to make money and then uh, everyone learned around the world that um incubators by and large are a terrible way to make money and that uh, they 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 usually consume vast amounts of resources um for not a lot to show for it um within a certain period and it's really only after many 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 years usually 7 8 9 10 years that you're beginning to see the results of that good work that was done in incubators but you know you're going to have to keep the the incubator going for that amount of time and that's where a lot of councils around the world have found out that it's not that easy to to actually um you know find the money for for incubators for over long periods of time and i mean i'm reading here that uh, creative hq has worked with over 200 startups which is quite amazing an aggregate valuation of 55 million employing over 250 staff across those companies with uh, um uh, generating excess of 25 million dollars in annual revenue so there's been a lot that's gone obviously there'd be a lot that have died because that's the startup world you know a lot of businesses do fail when they kick off so been around for a very very long time what got you into here what why have you come across to creative hq <laughs> it's a really good question you know to be honest um i um i've i've worked out a long time ago that um simply having a job that you know just makes money and and is doing sort of whatever the company wants just isn't for me 
Um, and I've worked for a lot of really awesome companies where at the end of the day, my, my job was to sell more stuff or to, you know, get, get more people to consume our services. But other than that, there wasn't really anything in it. And so what I love about the work that we do at Creative HQ, it's the company is very purpose driven and we, we get to work with entrepreneurs um, every day and it's, it's actually helping them kind of, or, or, or observing how they are unfolding their dreams, um, which is, which is really fascinating. And it's a bit like, um, you know, football and, and being a player versus a coach. So I'm, I'm just much more of a coach. I don't think there's ever great at playing football um, and potentially, you know, all of the, I've started about know, 12, 12 startups um, and many of them um, have actually done all right, but none of them have been like an incredible success. But um, the one thing that I do think we do really well is coaching others to do it. And, and we've got the, I guess, the numbers to prove it. And so um, Creative HQ, everyone at Creative HQ is really in it for the right reasons. We are here to help others. And, you know, as I'm talking to you, um, I've, I've just come out of a session with 20, um, Vietnamese entrepreneurs who are here um, visiting visit, visiting us in, in, in Wellington to learn about what we do. And it's that kind of stuff that, that really gets me going. Being in front of people and sharing what we've learned over the last 15 years, that's, um, sort of that's, that floats my boat. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, we've seen the technology sector boom since basically since creative hq sort of came onto the scene what we're seeing now a lot more in the space that i'm involved in a lot more of is the uh, the blockchain and crypto asset space are you seeing a lot more projects that are blockchain based starting to come out of new zealand at the moment absolutely yeah i mean in fact we just finished our um blockchain accelerator a few weeks ago which we did um on a platform called centrality um and so they're um they're obviously looking at the, the whole sort of decentralized space. And um, rather than focusing on one particular aspect, um, they've created this underlying platform, which then allows others um, to build on top of. And so we had um, um, eight really um, awesome startups, like looking at how they, how they can use um, blockchain as an underlying technology to solve all sorts of problems. And it ranged from you know, environmental, um, you know, product certification to micro lending to all sorts of things. And um, it's, it's definitely uh, been heating up over the last couple of years where we've seen a lot of, um, you know, startups look at how they can use blockchain as a, um, a sort of like an underlying technology to, um, to do de decentralized um, authentication or certification or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it is. I, I think this is going to be one of those um, really um, big game changing technologies. Yep. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to, um, to spend some time with um, Silicon Valley um, uh, VC, some of the big boys um, uh, coming down to Wellington. And uh, actually, the, 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 the one thing they could all agree on was that um, blockchain has the potential to be one of those um, completely disruptive technologies that potentially uh, disrupts the internet itself and creates an entirely new infrastructure. And so they're all kind of putting their money in it. And um, so it's always a good sign when, you, <laughs> yeah. when you've got the big boys from Silicon Valley being interested in something. 
it does help. It certainly does. It drives that, uh, drives that feeling of I'm in the right place. So with that being said, I mean, have you, um, I mean, obviously you, yourself as an angel investor is different to Creative HQ, but a Creative HQ, um, I suppose, uh, mentoring or working with any major blockchain companies? And have you yourself also invested in anything recently? Yep. So, um, start with the second one first though. I've invested uh, in a couple of startups that have come through our um, programs. And so yep. I, um, we have the opportunity to, to invest separately. Um, and there's a company called Choice, um, who um, is one of the sort of the rising stars in, in New Zealand. And they, they're basically, they're in the space of payment systems. Yep. And uh, they're looking at replacing, you know, traditional payment systems around credit cards and all that through blockchain. But they also, um, um, they use some of their, um, the fees or you have the opportunity to um, essentially donate uh, some of the fees that accrue through the payment system um, to your favorite um, social enterprise or charity. And so what, what we're seeing a lot is actually a lot of the new startups that are coming out now, this idea of social good is already baked into their business model. So they don't see it as, oh, well, let's make tons of money and then give it away. They're building their businesses with a social component already baked in. Um, and so that's a really, it's a really interesting startup um, called Choice. Um, yeah. And um like I said, as Creative HQ, we've, um, we, we do provide, um, you know, mentoring and coaching. One of the things that we found out quite early on is that um, most people, especially coming out of the corporate world um, with, with incredible experience and very impressive titles, uh, are actually really useless when it comes to mentoring startups. Um, and that's, uh, it's a tricky one when you're running a, a company like um, Creative HQ, where we rely on those with experience to pass it on to the next generation. But the problem is, like I said, in the sport analogy, it's very different whether you're a really good football player or you're a coach. Mm. And um, most, most people can't make that jump. So they're extremely good at their jobs in these big companies, but then they can't translate that into how you would give advice and help and you know, support assistance to a very small young company um, and that requires a big mental shift that most people are not able to do. I can understand that. So we've seen it before and I'm sure we'll see it again just because somebody's been good in the corporate world does not mean they will be good in that startup world because it's a very different mindset. You, you sort of almost throwing caution to the wind in many cases and just doing whatever you can to make sure that you survive. And um, I mean, we're finding it very interesting as we see coming through end of 2017 in, in, in blockchain and crypto space, of course, the ICO boom was absolutely insane. Now, I thought it was great for the market to have something like that uh, and a great lesson for many people as well. And that lesson is just because something went up once before, doesn't mean it's going to come back up again. And what we're seeing again now is that a lot of these companies are effectively just failing. They haven't got any money left because they don't know how to manage their treasury properly. There's all sorts of issues that have, uh, that have come up over you know, the space of 2018 effectively. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting time watching these projects effectively try and survive. Um, it's something that I think every startup is going to have to come to terms with. Every single startup at some point in time really needs to get themselves into the position whereby they've got 
the runway to actually try and perform and, and fulfill their objective. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to an actual product? Because in crypto, many don't have an actual product and they have struggled to really get that grounding and, uh, and momentum. Should a, should a startup be focused on how fast it is to get to revenue or are there different metrics you look at, say followers as opposed to actual revenue and then how to monetize that further down the track? Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating space, eh? And, and I, I love that you're, um, you know, sort of bringing this up in light of, you know, the dot-com crash and all that. And, and, mm. and so as, a, as investors, um, we all just love that story. Eh? We, we just go after it and say, oh, my God, this space is heating up and then everyone's throwing money at it. And then, um, of course, the same thing always happens. Inevitably, you know, comes, comes the crash and, um, you know, what we're currently calling the, the crypto winter and all of that stuff. And that, that almost always happens. And we've seen it at least, you know, three or four times before um, in the startup world. Um, and so this, and, and the question you're asking is exactly right. What, what do we focus on? And, and the one thing that we tell all of our startups is always, look at how you are creating value, incredible value to someone's world, you know? So regardless of whether that manifests itself in, you know, tons of follow followers or, um, you know, revenue, you know, v value is a, a universal thing that if you are consistently creating incredible value for a customer set, you will, almost always be all right, regardless of the hype and, and all of that. And it's those, those startups that usually survive the, the crashes and the, and the difficult times is because they're fundamentally creating massive value for a particular customer set. And then, and then it just comes down to, well, how big is that, is that set of customers? You know, is it, is it millions, billions, or is it just a few hundred? And, and that's then what makes the difference between a company that sort of, you know, idles along probably never gets massive but um has a has a, a nice lifestyle business for their founders or you know potentially unicorn when you're when you're solving a massive problem and, and adding you know huge value to a very very large um number of customers um but the, the the number one thing to always go after is value and and you know there's there's some really cool things that you can do to check that value and um you know when you're looking at some of the more holistic techniques um, to understand the world of customers, empathy-based stuff, you know, design thinking, um, and, and, and really measuring almost like the levels of delight or the levels of frustration and pain um, and, and looking at how you're changing that world, um, that, that's really um, what to go after. And it's, you know, this is the same old stuff that Eric Reese has been talking about in the Lean Startup, you know, loving your customer and, and deeply understanding your customer. The biggest mistake that most startups make is they approach everything from a rational and intellectual perspective. Mm. They completely forget the emotional component and the human side of things. And, and as humans, we're mostly emotional beings, despite, you know, what, what we might think. We're actually fully ruled by our emotions. And so when we talk about value creation, it is not only the rational value as in this thing's saving me a, a few bucks or it's making me money. It's like, how does it make me feel? And how, how does it create these, you know, moments of delight or um, surprises that, all, that, that make us, you know, run out and, and, and buy, you know, all of these pro products um, that, that are super well designed? Um, because we just, you know, we, we just love 
the the emotional responses that we get from from products um, that are well designed, services that are well designed, and and things that delight us. I mean, it's pretty much um, as simple as that, to be honest. Fair enough. And final question, mate. Uh, from you as an, an angel investor point of view, what are the things that you're looking for um, when you're looking to invest? What, what are three things, if there are three things or whatever your list may be, what are some of the key things that somebody must have for you to even consider investing? Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, first thing is, is of course, you know, team. I mean, you always, you always look for the team. Um, and again, I'm I'm surprised that to this day, after you know, 15 years of theory on what makes good teams, um, you know, a lot of startups that that come through our door, you know, it's four engineers or you know, three <laughs> marketeers or whatever. And so diversity and different approaches in in teams is absolutely the key. At Creative HQ, we don't accept any single founders. We always want to see a well-rounded team where each of them, you know, hacker, hustler, hipster model. And um, not only that, but then combined with, you know, deep expertise in the domain. Um, because, I mean, as a general rule for any startup, whatever it is you're working on, there's probably 50 others that are working on the same thing. So you always need to know, well, what makes you, your team, you know, unique and, and special? about solving this problem or addressing this opportunity. And then the second thing is obviously the space itself. So um, there, you know, there are just certain things that um, you know, are interesting. And, and I personally always look at, well, what are the big problems that are worth solving? So I don't have much time for someone who you know, wants to create another um, Tinder or, or Uber app or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's been solved, you know, it's done. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking at, um, stuffs like what that that is solving some fundamental problems that we're dealing with as you know in society or as humanities you know, so um, I I look for big gnarly problems that are unsolved, um, and then thirdly um, I do you know it, it is about commitment. So what I don't like is people coming in here and they're going oh yeah you know I'm actually working, you know, um, in this other job, but I've got this great idea, you know, that I, uh, yeah. I, I really want to see full commitment out of it. And I'd be like, well, if this is the ditch you're going to die on, well, then so be it. But go after it. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, that's it. But but give it your all. And so it's a level of commitment that um, in the end kind of gets me around to pulling out the checkbook. Nice. Well, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to get the insight, I suppose, into what an angel investor looks like, but also what you guys are doing there at Creative HQ across the ditch with uh, a bunch of startups that are really trying to, you know, I suppose survive, but change the way that we do business and just make things a bit more efficient. I mean, that's effectively what every business is these days. It's all about efficiency. We can make more money, but we can't make more time. And uh, it seems to be that more and more businesses are focused more on that time element. And if we can help save people save some time, then we can too profit from that. So it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Stefan. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about where we can find out about yourself and Creative HQ? Yeah, awesome. Now, um, you know, thanks heaps. So if you're interested in what we're doing, uh, the best place to start is probably just um, hit up our, our website. So um, it's creativehq, all in one word, .co.nz. Um, obviously we're on, um, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and all that. So you can, the, the handles are usually just, um, creative HQ. Um, 
And uh, our accelerator program is Lightning Lab. It's called Lightning Lab. And um, it's got uh, different industries attached to it. But if you just Google Lightning Lab or you Google um, Creative HQ, um, you'll generally get to the right place. And then um, if you want to get in touch with me personally, the best thing to do is hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'm one of the few people on the planet left, I think, who absolutely does not use Facebook at all. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you won't find me on Facebook, but um, you will find me on LinkedIn. So that's probably the, the best place to um, get in touch with me. Excellent. And that is Stefan Korn, CEO of Creative HQ. Thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to speaking to you in the future. All the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. Speak to you again very soon. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not Trader Cobb or the audio presenter.